Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Smith rifles that one to Mims. And that's a foot race. He's going to win. Touchdown, Baylor. Denzel Mims with another monster score of 70 yards. Five straight games, Anthony, where he's got a touchdown catch of over 20. That's To the middle of that line, and it's a touchdown. Big return for Crowder. 85 yards. Darnold escapes, trying to buy himself some time. Fires end zone. It's caught. Incredible play by Darnold. He'll hit immediately when he got the handoff. You know and that's <laughs> the QAnator. Oh my gosh. Listen, thank you. From the TOJ Digital Studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And it's time to get to know your foe this week. It's the defending NFC champion San Francisco 49ers, who are probably really mad right now because they're coming off of a surprising loss to division rival the Arizona Cardinals, Kyler Murray, Cliff Kingsbury, and really, let's be honest, it was more DeAndre Hopkins than any of them, got the better of the San Francisco 49ers. So wanted to talk about the strengths, the weaknesses, and kind of get inside the mind of somebody who really knows the San Francisco 49ers in and out. Got the perfect guy for that. He has three different podcasts covering all the sports in the San Francisco area. So he's got one that covers the goal Golden State Warriors. He's got one that covers the San Francisco Giants and of course the San Francisco 49ers and that's who we're going to talk to him about today. He's worked for NBC Sports Bay Area and he's done stuff for CBS Sports Network as well. Mr. Joe Castellano. Joe, what's going on, buddy? <laughs> hey, it's really a pleasure to be on your podcast, Scott. I have to tell you though, sorry to disappoint you, but I was thinking about who I was going to pick in my suicide pool this week and I'm thinking 49ers because they're so mad about losing week one and not to knock the Jets too much there, but I'm thinking 49ers in the suicide pool. Sorry. 
I got to be honest, I don't blame you. I probably would too if I was in a suicide pool, especially based on what we just watched. And of course, the fact that now Le'Veon Bell is going to go on short-term IR, so he's not going to be in this game. So the Jets, who had very few weapons to begin with, are going to be in a lot of trouble in this game. The only real advantage they have is that the San Francisco 49ers have to go all the way across the country. Before we start talking, Joe, about the 49ers and the Jets, though, I got to ask you, I know that you're originally from Jersey and you lived for a while on Long Island. Please tell me that you still understand the value of a quality slice of pizza because I keep telling people this that are not from New York and they don't understand it. People that move to other places still get it, though. You know that there's nothing like a New York or even, I guess, to a lesser extent, New Jersey slice of pizza, right? There's nothing like it. I mean, actually, <laughs> I always thought Long Island had some of the best pizza. Yes. You could go get a slice at this place called Carmine's. I don't even know if it still exists, but in Massapequa, this place, Carmine's, mm-hmm. I-, I could still taste it. I mean, that's the best pizza in the whole world. Uh, so you can't compare it. I mean, there's a lot of good pizza actually out here on the West Coast, but it's more of the gourmet pizza places. Nothing, though, will ever compare to just the down and dirty, you know, pizza joint that you walk in and get a couple of slices and it's just so fresh and so homemade. Nothing like that. You're right. And it's the dirty sewer water, I think, that makes the pizza so good here in the New York, New Jersey area. (laughs) Right. That's probably it. I don't know, but I'm dying to get back there and get another slice. (laughs) Well, next time you're in town, hit me up. We'll go get a slice together because I'm sure that it's been a while since you've been out here so I can bring you to some of the newer places. I'm not even sure if Carmine's is still around, but, man, you're right. There are a ton of great places on Long Island, and maybe if Jimmy G is lucky, I can give him a pizza tip or two, but only if he takes it easy on the Jets. Although from what I understand, Joe, and you can illuminate on this, Jimmy G did not have a very good day against the Arizona Cardinals. Very tough for him. There were people that were ripping him all week, including your co-host, Steve Bono, the former quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers, also quarterback for the Chiefs. And I remember watching him lead the Chiefs to a 13-3 and record as a starting quarterback. So he was quite the quarterback in his day. It's weird when he had to sit behind two Hall of Famers in Steve Young and Joe Montana. But he had some not-so-pleasant things to say about Kyle Shanahan and, of course, Jimmy G, by extension, on your podcast. So if you could, tell me a little bit about what happened on Sunday with Jimmy G and then what your co-host Steve Bono had to say about Shanahan and then, by extension, Jimmy G. Yeah, well, I mean, to be fair, I mean, Steve Bono, uh, you know, he's just honest. You know, he's a guy who's from Philly, and he's uh, willing to be honest and, and candid on the podcast. And, you know, I mean, he doesn't think that Jimmy G played all that bad. Uh, Jimmy G's getting a lot of criticism on social media here in the San Francisco Bay Area. And, I mean, some people don't want him to be the quarterback anymore. <laughs> but the, the thing that Bono pointed out is that he's saying that Jimmy G many times gets stationary. And I agree with that. You don't see him moving his feet as much as he should. He gets a little flat-footed out there. And Bono said, I'm going to blame that on his coaches, which, you know, I mean, that's not really just you know going out and ripping them. It's just pointing something out that he needs to work on. Uh, he's still relatively young as a quarterback. And if he's just standing there and he's going to get sacked or he's not finding his receivers because he's not moving his feet, I mean, that that's a very important thing. And the other uh, issue that uh, Steve had with Coach Shanahan is that 
he didn't call any timeouts at the end of the game against Arizona, uh, you know, in the last minute and a half, and he wasn't using his timeouts until they actually mm-hmm. didn't get a first down, and he was using them on defense, but it was almost too late. And he says it's because Shanahan is not paying, and I quote, not paying attention to the timeouts because he's focused on calling the play. And as Bono mentioned, I mean, yeah, I mean, he kind of gets that, that, you know, if you're calling the play because you're not only the head coach, you're also the offensive coach coordinator you're going to need somebody to help you out with timeout management because it's not easy you got you got to figure out those timeouts and you're trying to call the play he's got a lot on his plate so that that was basically what you know bono was saying there and that is something that's very interesting about shanahan because i think any jets fan would be thrilled to take shanahan over adam gase i think at this point actually they would take a chair over adam gase and just cross their fingers and hope for the best but Shanahan calls all the plays and he also decides which type of personnel they're going to use a lot of 21 personnel right in the opener yeah and I I think that he's a genius when it comes to calling plays I have to say that I mean if we're going to give him a little criticism there for maybe the timeout management which honestly I don't know if I totally agree with Steve Bono there to be you know my own personal thing is that I don't mind saving those timeouts if you don't get the first down the other team gets the ball with whatever it is I think it was like 40 seconds at least if you don't uh, give up a first down there you might get the ball back because you can keep stopping the clock when the other team has the ball you control the clock when you have the ball. But, you know, there's two, two different schools of thought, I guess, on, on that one. But getting back to uh, Shanahan, I mean, the guy is, it really is an offensive whiz. So you, you always have to give him his credit where it's due. So he was calling a lot of 21 personnel in this particular game. And that leads me to what I wanted to ask you about with the 49ers offense, because their best receiver by far is their tight end, George Kittle. And George Kittle got banged up, and he was incredibly ineffective in the second half, and you have to figure that it was because of that injury. So we know as of now that he's going to play, but how effective is he going to be? Brandon Ayuk is out. We know that Debo Samuel is on IR now. Jordan Reed came in, so I'm sure he'll pitch in a little bit, and they'll work in the other tight ends so that it's not all on Kittle because he's injured. But there's not a lot in terms of wide receiver talent there for Jimmy G. How will Shanahan go about trying to make plays in that passing offense? Well, I mean, there was talk about, hey, let's bring somebody else in, you know, a veteran guy. And and I know it was mentioned uh, Sanu, who used to play under Shanahan in Atlanta. Uh, you know, there's been all kinds of uh, speculation today. I mean, even OBJ. People were talking about that, believe it or not. But, I, you know, I, I don't know that they're going to go spend a bunch of money on, on some veteran receiver. I mean, like you said, these injuries are a killer right now. The one that really, really hurts is not having Debo Samuel to have a mm-hmm. wideout like that out for at least the first four weeks, and, and I've heard that he's sort of regressed physically. That is is hurting. Uh, and George Kittle, I don't think he should have been out there in the second half, Scott. I mean, he, he got hurt. He, he kind of, you know, he sprained his knee. At first you wondered if that was hyperextended or what it was. It turns out it was a sprain, and I wouldn't mind if he sat down for this Jets game. I, I think he should make sure he's healthy. Don't go out there hurt. Um, and, you know, he was a complete non-factor in the second half. He didn't have any catches. And like you said, he's their number one go-to guy, even if you have – Samuel, who's a really good receiver, I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, Kittle is your number one go-to guy. So if you don't have him and you don't have Samuel, you, you are in big trouble. I mean, it's really going to hurt Jimmy G's chances of doing anything when he's throwing to the likes of, you know, Kendrick Bourne or Dante Pettis. The, those guys are okay, but they're not, you know, the top-notch receivers that you need. So this team is hurting right now and did not have Ayuk 
they were hoping that he was going to be a stud as a rookie, and he's been out with the hamstring. So if they don't have him, I mean, you know, you're really handicapped, and you're going to be running the ball all the time, and the Jets will be keying on the run. Let the record show that as a Jets fan, I agree with Joe. I think the 49ers should sit George Kittle out. So if you're listening to this, <laughs> Kyle Shanahan, leave George Kittle at home. They've got Trent Taylor and Kendrick Bourne, who you mentioned. Those are guys that have shown some flashes, but it's really going to be tough to get anything going in the passing game unless, of course, they turn to one of the fastest guys in the NFL, Raheem Mostert, who did have a 79-yard touchdown grab in the game against Arizona. From what I was reading, they said that he was running at 23 miles an hour, which is the fastest that a player has run as a ball carrier in the NFL in three years. So you got to figure that Shanahan, being a whiz kid, knowing the limitations of what he's got, is going to turn to Raheem Mostert in that capacity plenty on Sunday, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, he accelerates probably better than my car, which you know, I don't drive a BMW in case you were wondering. So, I mean, he, he definitely accelerates very quickly. I love the way he hits the line when he's running the ball. And then when he catches that in the open field, I think they need to use that more often. I mean, people were talking about Jet McKinnon, Jarek McKinnon, as being the explosive receiver out of the backfield. But I don't mind them throwing to Mostert more often. So, uh, you know, you're, you're right. I mean, that, that speed, that's a major factor. Uh, you know, <laughs> problem is that you you might be able to throw to some of the receivers you mentioned Trent Taylor every once in a while you could throw these slants or whatever it is but when it becomes crunch time in a close game that's where I thought the Niners got in trouble against Arizona they didn't have a go-to guy Kittle wasn't himself uh, they tried to throw to Bourne and Jimmy G didn't throw a very good pass and he's not a guy who's just going to get wide open and then he threw one up that uh, maybe you know it's a kind of a 50-50 ball and Trent Taylor is not a physical receiver that's going to go up and grab one like that so they just don't have a go-to guy. The one guy, I agree with you, that they can sort of count on right now is Mostert. I mean, I'm so glad they brought him back. There was a chance he was not going to come back with the Niners. Uh, you know, he was he was looking for, you know, better salary, and then they finally made that deal huge because he, he is right now such a major factor for them. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. 
Joe, the Niners have a really good offensive line, and there were some worries when Staley stepped away. But then, of course, the 49ers did what good teams do. They went out and they got Trent Williams, and he debuted for the 49ers last week. He hadn't played in close to two years And it looked like he had never missed even a down because he just dominated all day. In fact, there was one play where he almost killed Jordan Hicks in the second quarter. So talk to me a little bit about what this offensive line looked like on Sunday, what we can expect to see from them against the Jets this coming Sunday because we know that the Jets have a really good defensive line, but they did struggle week one against the Bills. If the 49ers offensive line can play anything close to the way that they did last year, and certainly if Trent Williams can continue to do what he did last week, could be trouble for Quinn and Williams, Nathan Shepard, and the rest of the gang. Yeah, I mean, I, I was definitely impressed with Williams, especially because, like you said, he hadn't played in a while. He came, he battled back from cancer, and that's a great story. And, uh, you know, you wondered how the offensive line would respond with Joe Staley retiring. I mean, that guy's been such a mainstay and a pro bowler, uh, so to not have him around. But I thought they did a, a pretty good job. I think the, the key is going to be, can you get some good runs early in the game? Because the 49ers always excel at play action. You know, if they if the defense is keying on the run game and if they can bust a few open and then all of a sudden you're really, really keen on the run game and you, you pull the play action, uh, then, you know, receivers are going to be more open no matter who they are. We, we talked about, how, you know, they don't have big names there, but there's going to be some receivers that are going to get open uh, or the tight end uh, once you're doing play action. So I think early in the game, if they can figure out a way to, you know, open some holes, and, and that's what happened all last year. If they can do that against the Jets early on, it's going to make a big difference. And Joe, then on the defensive side of the ball, we know that the 49ers have one of the most talented front sevens in the entire sport. Now listen, they did lose the Forrest Buckner in a trade to the Indianapolis Colts, but they replaced him right away with Javon Kinlaw. Now Kinlaw didn't start on Sunday, but he had a lot of reps and played really, really well. And also another guy to keep in mind here who's kind of been under the radar is Kerry Hyder, who Robert Sala apparently really, really likes. They were rotating in and out, and then, of course, you've got Armstead and the ones that are going to be really challenging for the Jets' offensive line, Bosa and D. Ford back there rushing in on the edge. Makai Becton, the Jets' first-round pick, number 11 overall, played really, really well in his debut. He handled Jerry Hughes for most of the game. Hughes did get the better of him on a sack, but for the most part, Becton had a really good game. In fact, he blew the other three top offensive linemen from the draft class out of the water, at least in week one. One. He was ranked by PFF as the number 11 tackle of all eligible tackles, which is very, very good for somebody in his very first start. Connor McGovern, the center, played pretty well. And George Fant, who actually did really well against Nick Bosa last year when Fant was on Seattle, he played pretty well too. So this is a very new offensive line, but they're going up against the front seven that is outstanding and one of the best in the league. Tell me about what you expect to see from what Robert Sella has done. How is he going to deploy the guys up front? And then what's he going to do with Bosa and D Ford? Do you expect to see a lot of one-on-ones with the two tackles? Yeah, I would say that. I mean, I think that it's a completely different game plan, too, because, you know, you were playing up against uh, Kyler Murray, and he was running around all over the place. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought they did a decent job against him, actually. But he, you know, he just found his ways to to find running room, and and that was really a big key to the game for Arizona. So I mean, with Sam Darnold, he's not going to run around like that. So it's going to be a totally different uh, strategy against him. You know, I thought uh, that they were aggressive 
And I think they're going to continue to do that. And I think a guy like Hyder is is going to be a good you know depth piece. You mentioned him, um, and I felt bad for him because he got a penalty that really he didn't deserve. There were a couple of uh, you pa- uh, not roughing the passer, but uh, you know late hit penalties actually against the Niners that were really kind of ridiculous. I mean, uh, you know the the you know defensive back or you know the defensive lineman is just kind of falling on the quarterback, and then he gets called for a late hit. You know, it's it's just they're getting so. Uh, tough on those calls now. The NFL uh, officials are really trying to crack down on a quarterback getting hit. But I mean, if if he's you know going down and then all of a sudden you hit him, I don't know about that. So uh, you know, I think they just have to remain uh, as aggressive as they can be. But I really like all the depth they have. I mean, guys like Greenlaw and Alexander and Warner as the linebackers. Uh, those guys are really great. Um, and the one guy though that kind of has to improve, I think in week two is Mosley because he was exposed. And of course it was, you know, it's DeAndre Hopkins, one of the best receivers in the NFL, but I think he learned a lot from, uh, you know, some of those one-on-one matchups that he had. I want to get back to DeAndre Hopkins in a second, but first, since you mentioned penalties, that was one thing that the 49ers really shot themselves in the foot with in week one. It seemed like the defense couldn't get off the field because every time they would make a stop, there would be a penalty and the drive would continue. And then, of course, DeAndre Hopkins popped in and killed them. And we'll get back to that in a second. But what do you expect to see from Robert Sala trying to stop these guys from hurting themselves? Because you would think on paper, the 49ers, even with their injuries on the offensive side of the ball, have a roster that's way stronger than the Jets. And the only way that the Jets should be able to stay in this thing is if the 49ers did self-destruct with turnovers and with a lot of penalties. Do you think that they're going to be able to stop themselves from committing all those penalties again this week the way that they did against the Arizona Cardinals? Yeah, I mean, I think they will. I think they were really rusty. I mean, and you could say that for every team, you know, that didn't have uh, the same training camp, didn't have any preseason games, but it really affected the 49ers for whatever reason, more so than maybe some other teams. And I think that was part of it. I mean, that's why you're getting some of these penalties. But I think some of them are really difficult, too. You're going to have to get used to officials calling that, you know, because Murray – as a, as a running quarterback, I mean, he's giving himself up and going into a slide. That's where you can't – got to be disciplined and you can't just hit him there. But if, he, if he's diving forward, that's where I thought there were a couple of bad calls, that he's diving forward and you're trying to make sure that he's down and then you're going to get called for that. So, you know, you, you definitely have to watch it. Um, it's tough. I mean, you're playing NFL football. You're supposed to be able to hit people and they don't want you to do it. <laughs> so I think, uh, you know, I think that they're just going to have to be a little more disciplined. By the way, I got to mention this, Scott, while we were talking – I checked. I didn't realize this was, you know, last couple hours while I was driving into San Francisco and driving back. Uh, I didn't realize the 49ers now have agreed to terms with Mohamed Sanu. So they do have an extra wide receiver, a, uh, you know, a talented veteran wide receiver. So they're going to have him for the Jets game. So there's some little bit of breaking news from the last uh, hour and a half or so here. There you go. I don't think that trying to guard Mohamed Sanu is going to be the same as trying to guard Stefan Diggs, but certainly no. <laughs> should help the San Francisco 49ers with their injury woes. And if nothing else, like you said, a solid veteran presence for Jimmy Garoppolo on the offensive side of the ball. Now let's talk about DeAndre Hopkins. Everybody knows how good he is. Cliff Kingsbury decided to game plan with the idea of stop DeAndre Hopkins, I dare you, and the 49ers couldn't, which is not a big surprise because he is arguably the best wide receiver in the league, and if not, he's certainly in the top two or three. 
The Jets, of course, do not have anyone that's even in the same stratosphere as DeAndre Hopkins. Their two top outside receivers are Brashad Perriman and Chris Hogan, two journeymen. So I don't think that it's going to be the same challenge for the San Francisco secondary that it was against Hopkins this past week. But tell me a little bit about what went wrong there and what you expect them to do differently against the Jets, especially now that we know that Richard Sherman is not going to be playing on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, you know, it's Mosley. I don't know that they're going to just stick with Mosley as the guy who, you know, you, you could get exposed by a really good receiver. You're right. I mean, the Jets don't have somebody like Hopkins. I mean, few teams do. That was a great pickup, great trade that the Cardinals made with Houston to get Hopkins. I mean, he's going to be a difference maker, I think, in the NFC West for sure. I mean, you know, every team's going to have that problem. So I don't know that they're going to be as concerned against the Jets about, you know, that one receiver that they got to put somebody on with the Jets. Um, you know, it's kind of a, just a mix of guys. So I don't think that they have to worry about, uh, you know, one receiver getting as exposed. Uh, I think the real storyline, though, that I'm interested in, Scott, is seeing Frank Gore go up against the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Uh, guy's 37 years old now. Uh, that's going to be fun because, you know, anytime you're playing against the Niners for him, it's got to be emotional. Frank Gore should get the bulk of the carries because Le'Veon Bell is hurt. Michael Pirine, who is their fourth-round pick, he's also hurt. They just signed Kalen Balaj, but he's not going to be up to speed yet. Even if he gets carries, it wouldn't be many. The only other running back is Josh Adams, so maybe he'll get some carries too, but you got to figure that Gore will get the bulk of them, so it'll be very interesting to see him going up against the team that he played for for the bulk of his career, the San Francisco 49ers. Let's talk a little bit of strategy because we touched on this in the aggregate, but the offensive side of the ball and the defensive side of the ball, what do you expect to see the 49ers doing strategy-wise, offensively and defensively? All right, let's start with the offense. I mean, I, I definitely think they're going to try to establish the running game early to get to the play action like I talked about earlier. Um, I, you know, I think Mostert will get a lot of carries, a lot more opportunity maybe to to run the ball. I think they're going to try to get uh, McKinnon some more touches too. Um, you know, he's proving that he's healthy. He hadn't played in a couple of years, so that was a big deal for him to just get out there uh, last week. So I think they'll, they'll try to throw some more balls to him out of the backfield. We'll see if Kittle actually is, is effective. If he plays, we'll see about Ayuk. I mean, I think Ayuk is going to play. It wasn't a serious, serious hamstring injury. So I would think they'll, they'll try to get Ayuk involved right away. He's a rookie. Let's get him some catches. Let's see what he can do. Maybe he can break some big plays. Uh, but, you know, that's kind of the, the case that they have now. I mean, if you've got a uh, veteran guy in Sanu and you've got a rookie in Ayuk and you're trying to break people in to your lineup, whether they're veteran or rookie, they're all going to need some touches. So that'll be interesting to see how the 49ers go about that. As far as defensively, um, you know, Frank Gore is not the same running back that he was before. So I, I don't know that they're so concerned, you know, with him getting a lot of carries, how they'll handle that. But one thing about Gore, when he does break into your backfield, I mean, he can he can still accelerate and get it going. So you don't want him to break loose for some big gainers. So they'll, they'll definitely have their eyes on him. But I think they're going to pressure Darnold as much as possible. You know, they, they'll bring uh, some blitz. That, you know, I, I think they're going to want to see a lot more from D Ford. He didn't really have much of a game uh, in the last one, in the first uh, game of the season. So uh, same with Armstead. He just didn't seem like he you know, was involved in much. So I think they're going to want to see uh, Armstead and D Ford have a better game. Uh, you know, for me, I mean, it's Frank Gore against the Niners, Sam Darnold. I went to USC. So for me, it's like, wow, Sam Darnold. <laughs> I always like to see him. And I actually, Scott, you know, as a kid, I was a Jets fan. So to see the Jets playing the 49ers, this is really fun for me. Well, let's keep that in mind when I ask you what you would do from the Jets side 
of the ledger here if you were trying to decide what to do to stop the 49ers because with the knowledge that you have of the 49ers somebody who follows them so closely if you were Adam Gase you were Greg Williams you were Brant Boyer on special teams what would you do to try and slow down the 49ers and try and get this outcome to go your way well for one thing let's go with special teams first since you mentioned special teams the 49ers had a punt blocked last week and that was mm-hmm. crucial in the game so i'd take a look at that film and see what they were doing they, they pulled a stunt and uh broke in there and and you know blocked the punt so maybe the jets look at that film maybe they can come up with a big special teams play there um as far as the offense for the jets what can they do against the niners well i mean it's usually tough to run against san francisco so i mean i, I would think they're going to throw the ball a lot you know and, and like i said I mean, you got an older running back so i would think they're going to throw the ball a lot against the 49ers and then Defensively, uh, you know, with the lack of receivers, even though Sanu is signed now, um, I, I would think key on the run, key on Mostert. Make sure he doesn't break into the into the secondary. He's very fast, but you're gonna have to, you know, clog up that uh, that line of scrimmage. And uh, I, I mean, I'm not really thinking that you're gonna put a lot of pressure on Jimmy G, but it's more, hey, let's make sure they can't run the ball because then they're gonna get into third and long situations, and they don't have any good receivers to be able to complete them to. So the Jets could be at a big advantage if they can stop the run. Joe, prediction time. What do you think the final score is gonna be? And if you were a betting man over at my bookie, where you can now double your first deposit and get up to one thousand dollars in free play. If you use the promo code OVERTIME, you can bet on games, you can bet on props, you can bet on futures, anything you want, it's all there for you at my bookie. Add excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. Double your first deposit and get up to $1,000 in free play with the promo code OVERTIME. If you were to do that and if you were to bet on this game, would you bet on the 49ers to cover the seven-point spread? I think that's going to be close. You know how it is with those spreads. I think the final will be 24 to 17 San Francisco. Uh, there's, there's no home field advantage for any team. That's, that's one of the things I thought about in week one for the Niners being home against Arizona. That, that wasn't a home field advantage. There's no fans in the stand. So what does it matter where you're playing? So, you know, I, I think the 49ers win, although I think the Jets could cover there because it's going to be really, it's, you know, a touchdown. So, it's right there, but I don't know that I'd go, you know, make a big bet on the on the Jets to cover it. But I think they will because I I don't see the 49ers blowing anybody out right now uh, with their receiver situation. So I think uh, Jets could keep it pretty close. Let's see if your fellow USC guy Sam Darnold can exceed expectations. <laughs> Going to be a fantastic game when it's an East Coast West Coast battle between the Jets and the San Francisco 49ers. Joe Castellano who hosts three different podcasts, one for the 49ers, one for the Golden State Warriors, and one for the San Francisco Giants. Collectively, he's known as the sports virus because his opinions are so infectious that you just can't get them out of your system. So, Joe, for anybody that wants to check out your podcasts and check out your website, how can they do that? Yeah, it's the sportsvirus.com. And by the way, the sportsvirus.com came into existence 10 years ago. This wasn't something that was made up because of the coronavirus. And it's the antidote for it's the antidote for the <laughs> coronavirus. So you you go to the sportsvirus.com and then you forget about COVID-19. That's what you do and you check out the podcast that we have there. Joe, really appreciate you coming on. Great job. I hope you'll come back soon and also 
Tell Bono that one of these days I would love to have him on and talk a little Sam Darnold with him because I'd love to get his opinion as a quarterback too. Sounds good. All right. Thanks a lot, Scott. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Joe Castellano of the Sports Virus. Check out all his podcasts. Check out his website. And if you haven't given us a five-star review, please go ahead and do so. It's an easy way to help out the show. If you like what we're doing, it doesn't take you much time. It doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts, you know where to go. That's Turn on the Jets Digital and TurnOnTheJets.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.